Shako mateli vrasete katini manoshe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bring you greetings from the Lord Jesus. Child of God, wherever you are, uh, there is Apostle Bright Beidu, uh, the chief servant of Pure Remind Inspirational Ministry. I, I, I'm excited to, to come your way again today. And I believe God has a special message for somebody under the sound of my voice. Um, by the grace of God, we are, we are going through a lockdown season in Ghana, all due to this pandemic. And I believe so strongly that wherever you are, the grace of God is keeping you. And I also believe that the grace of God will keep you till this pandemic is over and no evil shall befall you. I, I, I want us to look at the part, part three of, of the message we started some weeks ago that is about the pillars of life. The pillars of life. The pillars of life. I want you to get yourself connected and committed to the word. The word has the special ability to transform it has the ability to renew. It has the ability to rebuke. It has the ability to exalt. Uh, listen to me. If only you will get yourself connected to the word today, God is going to bless your life and do something new with the word. Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord. We magnify thy holy name, Abba Father. For grace, we magnify your name for mercy. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us even up to this day. Lord, when the enemy came like a flood, you lifted up a standard. You have kept us by your spirit. What shall we say and what can we say? All we'll have to say is to thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice listening to this message whether in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, let your hand that was upon Moses, let your hand that guided Israel from Egypt unto Canaan, let that same hand hold and uphold your people through these times. And I pray by the entrance of your word, Father, bring understanding. By the entrance of your word, bring illumination. By the entrance of your word, Father, let something new happen in the lives of your people. Let destinies be shifted. Let destinies be shifted. Let destinies be shifted in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Child of God, um, as I said, we, we started with the pillars of life. You know, uh, we, are, we are journeying on the seven pillars of life. The seven pillars of life by the grace of God we've shared three already we have done the spiritual pillar we have done the emotional pillar and we have done the relational that is relationship and if you have not listened to that message yet I recommend for you just just follow this podcast and set through you will find the part one the part two as well you know we understood 
and I just want to do a recap for the sake of those who today is their first time of listening. We understood that pillars are foundations, the basic fundamentals of life, what your life stands on. Bible said in, in Samuel that the Lord has founded the earth upon the pillars of the earth. So it means by the timetable of God, by the chronicles of God, by the systems of God, the earth is not just hanging, but it is staying and it has its root on pillars, some source of pillars, some source of foundation. There is always a power backing something. There's always a power holding something. And so we have understood that the world is founded on pillars. And we understood that one of the pillars and the first pillar we must not joke with is your spiritual pillar. We looked at it. We looked at your, your emotional pillar. We looked at your relational or your relation, relationship pillar. We have not listened. Child of God, go and get it. I won't go into details. Go get that message and listen. Now, tonight, this morning, this evening, I, I am sharing with you the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar. And I am talking about the financial pillar. Wherever you are, just say with me, the financial pillar. You see, we are living in a part of the world where in terms of finance, if you are not financially disciplined, child of God, you would forever be found wanting. We are living in a dispensation. We are living in a part of the world where poverty is the order of the day such that if no man is able to rise above the natural means, if no man is able to rise above the normal things that are done in the family, Father God, listen to me, there is no way in terms of finance you will able you be able to rise. Now listen to me, many of us are coming from families where wealth is far away from the family. Many of us are coming from families where even an ordinary car, nobody has been able to purchase with this money before. We are, some of us are coming from families where even school fees to pay for one person, 20 people will have to come together to, 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 to gather money to be able to pay that fees. We are living in, 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 in the part of the world where financially, you know, financial discipline is far from us, especially the youth. You know, um, I, I did a little search on, on the side, the, 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 the balance, and, and I got to discover, comparing the blacks with the whites, I understood that in terms of investment and savings, the whites are far, far, far off. And, and if, if I'm not uh, misquoting, it, it says that to every hundred dollar that a white man will have in his hand, Per, per, per the calculation, it is only a 5.04 portion that a black man will have. What do I mean by that? It means that when we are comparing white to blacks in terms of our finances, if a one white man will hold a hundred dollar, the white man, the, sorry, the black man would have a, 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 just a portion, just a five point something part of it. So just imagine, it is also learned, and I also learned that in terms of saving, if the white per their population are making an 80% saving, 
an investment, the blacks are making just like 50 or even less, about 20 or 30 percent. That explains to you the, 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 the kind of financial foundations we have in Africa, especially our Ghana, as far as we are concerned. You know, many of us are coming from families where all the family know is hand to mouth because nobody is doing anything extraordinary to earn their money enough to be able to cater for the family and to be even able to save because all we do is what we get is what we spend. If mommy does not go to the market and come home, nobody eats. It is sad that even what the mother has gone to the market to eat, to bring, it is only for today. If, the, if your mother, your father does not go to the market the next day, the family will sleep on hunger. And, and, and the, the, these are some of the families some of us are coming up from. And, and one of the challenges, especially for our part of the world in terms of our finance, is we have been made to believe that it is not possible to, to achieve and to, be, to, 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 to break through and to become a billionaire. And, and there, there, there's this thing that has been, I've been trending and there's this thing that has been, uh, you know, people are saying uh, that's, that's, uh, let me speak to Sometimes it is difficult for a rich man to rise out of it. Talking about generation, if, if, if you don't really have a generational blessing where somebody, an uncle or an auntie has wealth, has money, it is difficult somebody breaking out. Why? Because of the foundational pillar. When it comes to savings, when it comes to spending, you know, these are things I want to deal with tonight. I want to deal with finding, you know, your financial pillar, your financial pillar. I am believing God that after this message, you will ever decide that I want to become a billionaire and your decision will be agreed in heaven and God will fulfill it. One of the things too, that is a problem in Africa especially Ghana specifically, that has become a problem as far as our finances are concerned. It's high dependency ratio. Let me do some accounts with you. High dependency ratio. Some of us are coming from a family of 10 or 5 or 3, even 4 or 2. Now the problem is that mommy, mommy does not have any business that can take care of all of us. Daddy does not have any business that can take care of, of, of all of us. And so even as young as some of us may be, whatever money that comes into your hand, mommy will have to take a share, her share. Daddy will have to take a share. You have to you know, support your little sister with some fees. You have to support somebody with some feeding. And, and the moment you realize everything is gone, because you can't spend money or you can't say you are saving your money when you have family members to take care of. It is a problem in Africa, specifically Ghana, that has you know, jeopardized and has broken a lot of people down financially. But today I pray that God is going to cause you to rise above the normal norms. God is going to cause you to stay above that which has been bringing the family down. God is going to use you as a point of contact to break the financial pillar, to break that financial limitations in your family. That after this message, God is going to grant you enough information to equip you to be able to rise above the poverty in your family. You know, there are a lot of poverty. You know, poverty people are too poor that even the word poor is afraid of them and it's because of the part of the world some of us have find ourselves we know that the white per what i have read and i've understood that any white man that has something in his hand the moment the white man give birth what the white man would do is he will start saving for his child 
So by the time the child gets to 18, 19, 20, the child has something that has been saved by his father or his mother. And the child can rent an apartment with this, start some business with this. So even if the child is not well educated or does not go far in education, at least the child will have some investment there for him or her to be able to start life with. But that is not so in our part of the world. And that's what I want to address today. And I want you to change your mentality. What your father couldn't do, believe that God is going to use you financially to do that. What your mother couldn't do, believe that God is going to use you financially to do that. Now, I saw four issues, and these are four issues I want to deal with. Um, I just want to make the message very snappy uh, to, 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 to make it, you know, very short for you to listen and, you know, to make room for another message the next time. So that is why I am just dealing with one of the pillars. And I still want to repeat that I'm dealing with financial pillar out of our message, the pillars of life. Now, the first issue... I have discovered in our part of the world that 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 is eating us up especially the youth is our inability to save and to invest now let me read for you a scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 to 2 the Bible said cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shalt find it after many days cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shall find it after many days verse 2 give a portion to seven and also to eight for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth my main focus is the verse one said cast thy bread upon the waters for thou shall find it after many days i am reading the second scripture from second corinthians 9 verse 10 and I read, it says, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministered bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Hallelujah. Now I want you to understand that saving and investment is biblical. It has a spirit to back in. Now listen to me. The Bible said that it got to a time that Jesus with the disciples got to a point when they needed to pay tasks. Quickly, Jesus said to the disciples, go into the river, there's a river, lay down your net, lay down your owl, for you will catch a fish. When you catch the fish, open the mouth of the fish, you will find money there. Now, when I saw this pertaining to this message today, I said, Shai, what a mystery. Now, watch this. The Lord said to me, that son, tell my people that they can never find money at where they have not placed money. Oh, come on. So it means you will only find money at where you have placed money. So the Lord said to me, the reason why Jesus was able to send the disciples straight to a particular place and a specific place to a specific instruction was because he knew that there was money in the mouth of the fish. So who placed the money there? And the Lord said to me, son, it is I who placed the money in the mouth of the fish. 
So therefore, if I have placed it there, if I am looking for money, I can't go to the mouth of any other animal than the mouth of the fish. So I said that you can never find money at where you have not placed money. So Jesus sent them directly to where they can find the money. How did he know that there was money? Because he kept it there. Oh my goodness. That is savings and investment. Jesus saved his money in the mouth of the fish. So it doesn't matter how you will save. Any other medium, any other method, as a Christian, as a believer, as a youth, any other method you can do to inculcate the habit of savings, you must do. It doesn't matter how much you earn. It doesn't matter whether if you are a student, you see, our problem as a generation, as a youth, is we have, we will always have excuses for savings. You know that by December, you will be going to this place, you'll be going to this place, you'll be doing this thing, you have to pay fees, you have to do this. Now the question is, do you always have to wait for your mommy, for your daddy to provide you with that huge sum of money for you to be able to take care of yourself? Some of us, even the hell we will do, we will have to take money from our fathers and our mothers. Now the question is, are you trying to tell me that in all your life, in all your stay, you never had money, you never get money from any source? No, you definitely do. But what happens? We spend everything we have, we have, forgetting we must keep something. Now, Ecclesiastes 11 said, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Cast your bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Now, I got to understand from this scripture that until you cast your bread upon the waters, there is no way you will have after many days. Now, what does this mean? Now, I am bringing it in the realms of the finance and so far as savings and investment is concerned. Now, listen to me. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, For God provides seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Seed to who? To the sower and bread to the eater. Now, so it means if you position yourself as an eater in life, always whatever thing that comes into your hands, you will see it as bread and you will eat it. Until you position yourself and see yourself as a sower, you would never. Now, the amazing part is, is that he continued to say that after you have sown, God will bless what you have sown. So it means what you eat is never blessed. Oh, come on. So if you are the type who will always eat anything that comes into your hands, forget about financial blessing. Because the instruction is that God ministers seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And he said, for God shall do what? Shall multiply the seed you have sown. But it never said God shall multiply the, the food you have eaten or the bread you have eaten. So to some of you, to some of us, anything that comes into our hands, any money that comes into our hands, that money we see it as bread. Therefore, the moment you see every money in your hand as bread, there is no way you will see the hand of God in multiplication. But the instruction is, for God shall multiply the seed sown. Don't forget that it is the same God that gives seed to the sower and the same God that gives bread to the eater. So the one that got the money and sowed, it is God who gave him. And you that gets the money and eat, it is the same God that gives you. But the difference here is that he says, for God shall multiply multiply the seed you have sown so it means until you learn to be 
someone will keep a portion of what you have. Investment simply means putting your money into something to get a result, a higher returns next time. Investment could also be that you can put your money into something that you will not get the result or the benefit now, but for the sake of the future, you will put your money there. So to some of us, we, we, we think that, oh, if I am saving now, I bet you in five years' time, well, I bet you I have money, I have to buy this, I have to do this. No. You must learn because he said, cast your bread upon where? Upon the waters, for you shall find them after many days. He didn't say you will find them after next hour. So it is many days. Sometimes you must be in pain to sow. You must be in pain to invest. You must be in pain to save. Learn to put some money down. Say to yourself, from today, I will put some money down. Oh, come on, shout at it. Say, from today, I will put some money down. Now, you must also understand that investment does not only deal with finances or only with money. But there are some pillars connected to our lives that when we are able to financially invest in when we are able to position ourselves very well in that area we will never suffer in our finance now listen to me you must always learn to invest in your education you must learn to invest in your ministry you must learn to invest in your gift you must learn to invest in your spiritual gift whatever thing god has given you god will give to you very raw with nothing attached to it it will take your commitment it will take your ability to invest your time your money your resources into to see the return now listen to me anything that has the ability to reward you definitely must be learned to be invested and to be saved Listen to me. Until you learn to invest in your education, some of us, any money we receive from our parents must go into food, makeup, dressing shirt. We never even buy a single book to study as far as our Christianity is concerned. What are you doing? You are eating your bread. You can never have it. Some of us say God has called us into the singing ministry, into this. There are ministry things you will need to make what God has given you successful. Now the question is, how much are you investing in? Are you investing in your ministry with prayer? Are you investing in your ministry with fasting? Are you investing in your education with money? Sometimes even your ministry needs your money. Put your money into it. It will take your sacrifice. You must learn to attend profitable meetings. It is an investment. You have to move from Cape Coast to Accra, from Accra to Kumasi, all in the name of developing what God has given you. It is an investment you must learn to do. This thing is the number one principle I want to never to joke with because it is an error many of us have learned because of how we grew up. We never saw our mothers. Some of us, our mothers don't even know banks. Oh, come on. I am telling you. To some of us, our mothers don't know anything that is called bank. We never saw our fathers going into bank even for money. Why? Because that is not what they know. That is not what they were taught. And so that is the systems we have raised ourselves in. And until we break that chain of learning to save, of learning to invest, we will die poor just like our, our parents. We will die poor just like our, any other person. But I want to challenge you today that from today, you will make up your mind to build on your financial pillar. Listen to me. Listen to me. The Bible said, the rich has many friends. 
Ah, come on. Why does the rich have many friends? If you are strong, if you are financially sound, if you are financially stable, everybody will like you. Whether you like it or not, call it partiality. No, 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 no. The world has no time to celebrate losers. Until you discipline yourself financially to break through, nobody will like you. I'm not saying to despise the poor, no. But I mean, when you have the chance to make money, learn how to make money. Hallelujah. Let me go to the next point. The second principle I want you to take note of is your ability to reduce your expenses. Your ability to reduce your expenses. In as much as you are having the mentality to save, until you learn to reduce what you spend, you can never save. And I wrote and I said something that never spend more than what you earn. You know, to some of us, we believe that God will give us grace. That when we have five cities and we spend every five cities today, oh, God will give us some tomorrow. God is a provider. Fine, God is a provider. But I will shock you. It will shock you that until sometimes you learn to work in these principles, it will shock you that the providing hand of God will never visit you before. Why? Because some of these things are principles. They are pillars you must not joke with. Your spending, your expenses. You must learn to prioritize what comes into your hand. You must know your needs. You must know your want. Not every money is for makeup. Not every money is for chopping. Not every money is for credit. Not every money is for unnecessary things. Listen to me. You must learn. I said what? You must learn to prioritize what you need. Your needs from what? From your want. I wrote here and I said something that money when it gets into your hands can make you buy anything at any time until you learn how to prioritize your expenses so the question here is that how much money you a student how much money does your father give you in a month how much money does your mother gives you in a month listen to me no matter how small that money is no matter how little that money is if you will be able to prioritize if you will be able to prioritize if you'll be able to prioritize if you'll be able to prioritize if you'll be able to plan your needs to separate them from your want you won't buy anything and it will shock you how much money you will be able to save at the end of the month now listen to me listen to me avoid the habit of spending anything that comes into your hands as for you everything somebody must do it for you you are in the same class with the same person it will shock you that the person you are even always asking money for you are even getting money at the end of the month more than the person but because the person is financially disciplined you are always borrowing from the person what sort of life is this one Child of God, listen to me. It's about time that you sit up as a Christian. It's about time that you learn to prioritize your needs from your want. Know what to buy at a time. It is not everywhere you must go. Every invitation from a, to a friend's house, you will pick a car and go. You will pick Uber and go. You will pick whatever tango. You will pick whatever thing and go. And you are wasting money. Listen to me. Listen to me. I remember telling somebody some time ago that until you learn how to handle money, Money will never respect you and money will never get into your hands. Because there's this thing we say, that money is blood. The Bible testified that money is what? Answer it all. Money. Answer it all. Money does what? It answer it all. Now, one of the things I've realized about money is that until you learn to place value on it, forget about you having value in your life as far as money is concerned. Listen to me. Don't just misuse money. Learn to save money. 
And I remember one daughter speaking to me some time ago that there were times in past, you know, there were times past that she was getting a lot of money in her hands. Those times, she never thought of saving. She was just spending because she, 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 she didn't have the idea. Those times, you know, she was just spending like that. But now that she has decided even to use money for something better, even to use money to support someone, even to use money for the good thing, now money is not coming. And I told her that, listen to me, it is because when you had money, you didn't respect money. So money will punish you to know that next time when you have it, you have to respect it. Listen to me. The second principle is you must learn to reduce your expenses. Learn to do what? Reduce your expenses. Learn to reduce your expenses. We don't buy anything at, at any time. No, it is wrong. It is wrong. I don't know how deep this message is getting into you, but listen to me, it is wrong. It is not everything you must buy. Some of us say, what, what life is that one to? No, you must know what you need. The fact that you, 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 you want something is, does not mean that thing is needful. No, you must learn and know that this thing is needful at this time. This thing is a want. Hello, am I talking to somebody? Now, let me go to the third thing. I'm just saying with you four things. It is, the message is just straight and simple. I believe and I know it will bless your life. The third, third thing you must learn to do as far as the principle of your financial pillar is concerned and it has been an error you know there's, there are so many errors when it comes to investment and savings i have dealt with that there are so many errors when it comes to spending we are we are in families where our uncles our aunties all they know is to is to dress shepherd and then not take care of their siblings all they know is to, my, my, oh, come on they, they, they will attend all the best funerals in town meanwhile to someone's school fees is not paid and these are unnecessary expenses because they have not prioritized what is needful and what is a want and the third thing i want to share with you today and that's the third principle as far as your financial pillar is concerned if you truly want to sail through in life if you want to break through in life if you want to make money if you want, really want to be known as someone who lived and lived well someone who lived and made money that third thing you must not joke with is must not joke with what is in your hands oh come on you must not joke with what is in your hands what is in your hands can be your spiritual gift what is in your hands can be your talent oh what do you have in your hands? The Bible said in Proverbs 18, 16. Let me read to you. Proverbs 18, 16. Proverbs 18, 16. The Bible said, it said, A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. It says, A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. Now listen to me. Listen to me very well. Some of us think that until we sit in that office and do that white-colored job, we we cannot become billionaires. Oh. Some of us think that until we 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 have degree higher as higher as higher as higher as the highest point on a thermometer, until we have such degrees, we cannot make money in life. It is never true. 
I want you to understand that what is in your hands and what is in you is greater than the degree you will ever obtain on this planet earth. He says, a man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. So what, wherever you want to go to in life, in terms of greatness, in terms of climbing higher, listen to me. I wrote and I said, your worth in life is dependent on the worth of your value. Or let me read it to you. He said, your worth in life is dependent on the value of your gift you carry. Yes. So it means that if you want to be valuable, you must learn to place value and to make your gift very valuable in life. No matter how old you are, no matter where you are, no matter where you stay, there is some amount of gift. There is something God has placed in your hand that will have the ability to bring you before great men. Everybody in this world, if you like, check. The great men that are ruling in this world are men that use what was in their hands with their talent, with their gifts. Because the principle is simple. A man's gift shall do what? Shall make room for him. What is in your hands? When God called Moses, Moses had something in his hand. That was a rod. The moment God calls a man, God would identify something in your hands. Maybe you have not identified what God has placed in your hand to make you make money. But I want you to make this prayer, your personal prayer, that Lord, help me identify what you have placed in my hands. Lord, help me identify what you have placed in my, in my hand. Listen to me, for all you know, some of us, the schooling we are schooling are nothing but a waste of time. To some of us, the degrees you have obtained are nothing but a waste of time because our true wealth and our true success in life is never tied to the education, but it is tied to that ability to heal, to that power to speak in tongues, to that power to raise the dead, to that power to do what, whatever thing you may call. It can be football, it can be singing, whatever talent you can talk about. That is a rod God has placed in your hands. What are you using your gift for? What are you using your talent for? Some of us are too lazy. It's like that. We will, have, we will find excuses for everything we never do in life. Listen to me. This message is not to pamper you, but it is to set you on your feet. God has gifted you. I said whether you like it or not, God has gifted you with something. That is what will make you break through. Listen to me. Bible said there was a king who was about traveling. When the king was about traveling, he called his servant. He gave them talent, each one according to his ability. So it means whatever thing you have in your hands, it is according to your ability. Use it. It will bring money. Oh. The Bible said the one who had five traded it and had more. Equally, the one who had two traded it and had more. The one who had one buried it said, my master is a wicked man. He sowed where he has not reaped. Now listen to me. The Bible said when the master returned, he called them. The one with the two, he was rewarded. He added the five more to it. The one who, sorry, the one with the five was doubled. The one with the two was doubled. He reward, He said, good and faithful servant. Now watch this. It didn't matter whether it was a five or a two. The principle was good and faithful servant. So it doesn't matter what God has given you. Maybe your gift is very small. Maybe your talent is irrelevant. Maybe your talent is very small that people may not cherish. But I tell you, you can make something out of it. The one with the five 
received a faithful reward and the one with the two received equally a faithful reward. So it doesn't matter how you see yourself. Don't belittle yourself. I wrote something and I said, your greatness in life is directly connected to the level of your gift. And I also said that your legs can't take you to where your gift can't take you. The principle is simple. A man's gift shall make room for him and present him before great men. Wherever your gift can take you to, forget about your legs going there. Do you want to dine with kings? Do you want to be known as a billionaire who once lived? You must learn to harness your gift. There is something in your hands. There is a rod. There is a rod that needed to part the Red Sea. There is an IT idea inside of you that must come out to make money for you. Come on, come on. There is an act ability in you that must come out for you to make money. There is a singing ability in you that must come out for you to make money. There is a spiritual gift hiding somewhere that will be able to raise the dead. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I remember I once shared with my people and I said to them that the world is never looking for people with problems. That the world is searching for men with solutions. That is called the principle of satisfaction. Everybody needs something. And until men find you holding what they need, nobody will follow you. Nobody will give you money for what you can solve. Listen to me. People will follow you not because you are beautiful or because you are handsome. No, people will follow you and give you money because of the answers you give them in life. Until you learn to become a problem solver, an answer holder with your gift, with your talent, listen to me, forget about breaking through in life. It is a financial principle you must not joke with. Working with what is in your hands. Say with me today that I will work with what is in my hands. You must learn to work with what is in your hands. No matter how little it may seem, work with it. Invest it. Reduce your expenses. Trade with it. Listen to me. Trade it what is in your hands. Do what? Trade it with what? what is in your hands. Do something with your life. Don't, 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 oh, come on. Don't always be looking at going to school, going to school, going to school. Fine, I'm not saying school is bad. That is very powerful. But the question is, why are you in school? Listen to me. It is only a few percentage of people that has made it, made it in life, made it with their certificate. Oh, a higher people made it based on what was in them and what they carried. Why can two people be working at one place? One will have the highest qualification ever. But the person will sometimes never be regarded. But the one who has solutions, who has answers, will always be honored. Why? I have told you, the world is looking for men with solutions. The Bill Gates we know, the Bill Gates we know, the Dangotes we know, the Despise we know. Check the educational backgrounds. They work with what was in their hands. They traded with what was in their hands. Use what is in your hands. I don't know why I'm stressing on this part. But I want you to get into you. You must learn to use what is in your hand. If you will learn to use what is in your hands, you, you will break that financial chain. I pray whatever spiritual gift inside of you that must come out to break the poverty in the family, may it come out tonight. May it come out this morning. May it come out this afternoon. Whatever talent that is in you, that must come out for you to break through in life. I pray may that talent come out for you to bring and to break that poverty down. Some of us are, 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 are hollowing in poverty. Oh, We got to do something to change the family trend. We got to do something to, to shift things. 
Don't be, you have been too quiet for a very long time. That gift must speak for you. The power of God in you must speak for you. A man's gift shall do what? Shall make room for him and present him before great men. It's as simple as that. Are you desiring to dine with great men? Financially, do you want to be stable? Financially, do you want to break through? You must learn to trade with what is in your hands. Work with what is in your hands. Work with what is in your hands. Do something with your gift. Do what? Do something with your gift. Enough of the excuses. Work out your spiritual gift. Put it to action. Put it to practice. Put it in motion. And I wrote here and I said something that. Get your hands doing something. It will definitely reward you with money. I said, get your hands doing something. It will definitely reward you with money one day. Whatever thing you have, you find your hands doing, do it. I remember personally when 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 we are, we were friends, so many people in the church started learning how to play keyboard. And 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 it got to a point that most of them gave up. But by the grace of God, I went through, I came through, and by the grace of God, I, I learned it my own way and I started playing keyboard. It got to a point. That it is only because God has called me. That's why I'm not using these skills of playing keyboard. But I tell you, the kind of money I would have made. Oh, come on. Now, where are those friends that I started learning the keyboard with? They gave up around the way. But some of them were too skillful. Even as at the time we started learning, some were very skillful. But what happened? They gave up along the way. They did what? They gave up along the way. They failed to harness what was in their hands. You know, if I tell you the benefit and the enjoyment I've enjoyed as a result of playing keyboard, it will shock you. It will shock you. It might not be too tangible to you, but I tell you the kind of benefit I have, I have, oh, come on. I always tell people that I became a minister of God and a court servant of God through playing of keyboard because my passion was God was not really there until I got the heart to sing and the heart to play keyboard. That was what my hands could do. When I started doing that, Definitely when you are playing the keyboard, where will you be? You have to be in the church. You'll be listening to preachings. Men, men of God will be prophesying to you. You'll be hearing messages. Definitely your call will be released. So that is how come I realized I was called. Because I started behind the keyboard. I was working with something with my hands. What do you know how to do? Don't forsake it. Work with it. Hallelujah. Now let me go to the final point. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now the final point and the fourth point don't forget I'm sharing with you the pillars of life part 3 we are looking at financial pillar enough of the poverty enough that poverty trend must be broken and after today I see you breaking that chain in your family the final pillar I want to talk to you about that you must not joke with is obeying the spiritual principle for prosperity <laughs> obeying the spiritual principle for what for prosperity i have an interest here obeying the spiritual principle for pro- pro- for prosperity to be financially sound financially sound listen to me there are spiritual principles whatever thing i have said about investment about saving some of them are natural but these things i want to share with you three keys and at this point and these ones are solely spiritual listen to me they are solely spiritual that you must not joke with 
obeying the spiritual principle for, for prosperity. Now, the first principle I want you to take note of is the principle of Titan. The principle of what? Of Titan. Malachi 3 verse 10. The story is there. We have, we, you know it. God said, ye men have been robbing me for so long. Therefore, you eat and never get satisfied. You sow and your plants are dying. Cankerworms, caterpillars are destroying what you have. Financially, you are weeping because you feel you fail to give tithe unto me. He said, try me with your tithe and see, verse 10, that if I will not open the windows of heaven unto you. The windows of heaven only respond to those who tithe. Simple as that. The Bible said, that try me with your tight and see if I will not open the window. The only part of the scripture I heard, windows of heaven being opened to men, is through Titan. If you don't tight, the windows of heaven will not open. And mind you, the windows of heaven is a source of supply, financial supply, international supply. If you truly want to be sound financially, listen to me. You must be a tighter. You must learn to tight. Don't eat any money that comes into your hand. Pay your tithe. Do what? Pay your tithe. Take your 10%. It is simple. God, God is a generous God. God is what? He's very generous. He said, whatever thing you have earned, just take 10%. Give it to me. You know, many of us will argue this point and make it look like, so if I don't tithe, won't I get money? Well, you may be obeying other principles, but I tell you, tithe has its own special way of blessing a man. It will shock you that many of the companies that are doing well, they are tightest. I once heard about Coca-Cola. I don't know how true this is, but I heard that the f- company pay it tight every month. That is why Coca-Cola has been in the season ever since. Check whichever drink, soft drink company is older than Coca-Cola. How many of them have sustained? How many of them have been able to come on? Cook, you drink it and sugar will send carbonum. You don't know how you, will always, you are always attracted to taking it because there's something they are doing somewhere that is pulling you to take the drink. You don't know. They are, tight. They are paying their tight. I have had so many companies that are raining now because the founders and the leaders, they pay their tight. You don't pay. So some of us are coming from homes where, where, where the issue of tight is a problem. We go to a tight master for Nundi. Eh? Who the master for Nundi? What does the Bible teaches you? Forget about what people are saying. It is a financial error. It is a pillar that has been distorted. You must learn to restructure that pillar. Financially, if you want to be sound, I said, the fourth point is obeying the spiritual principle of prosperity. And the first principle under the spiritual principle is what? Is a principle of tighten. You must learn to tighten. There's this thing we say, that if you are non-tighter, your life become tight. If you want to have a tight life, then don't tight. Oh. Then the next thing, another spiritual principle of prosperity is the principle of giving to the needy. Giving to someone who don't have. Jesus said, I was in prison. You never came to look for me. I was beaten. Nobody took care of me. I was this, I was that. Then men shall ask him, Now Lord, when did we see you that we didn't do this thing for you? And he said, Even as you are doing it for some of these ones, you are doing it for me. The Bible said, Give and what? It shall be given unto you. Good measure, 
pressed down, shaking, running over. What a glorious principle like this one. Gift, give, 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 give. I love this one. He said, uh, 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 is, it in, is it in Peter or James? It, 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 made, it put it this way that a good religion and a good religious man is the one who gives to the needy. Is the one who do what? Give to the needy. That is a better and a sound religion. Give to somebody who, who, who is in need. Learn to support your brother. Learn to give to somebody. Some of us are too stingy that whatever thing we have, we want to spend it alone. It is wrong. Maybe that is how you are raised up. But listen to me. Change your mentality from today. Do what? Change your mentality from today. I am preaching a message raw to you as it is. Take it and I believe it will bless your life. I said today, I didn't come to pamper you. I came to, to, to set you on your feet, to set you on your toe. Listen to me. Learn to give. Give to people. Give to the poor. Give to somebody who needs it. Don't eat all you get. No. There's somebody, there's a next door neighbor who needs what you have. You have in essence, give to them. You have little, share with someone. Do what? Share with someone. Your principle of giving. Now, finally, another spiritual principle of prosperity is giving to the blessed. This one will change your thinking. Giving to the blessed. So it means, in as much as you must learn to give to the poor, equally, you must learn to give to somebody who has more than you. Oh, come on. You must learn to do what? Give to somebody who is, who is what? Always more than you. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. If you want to go up, you must learn to connect with what is up. So that is where the problem of the church lies. That, oh, the pastor has a car. The pastor has money. Why should I sell seeds to the pastor? But the Bible said in Matthew 10, 42, he said, if any of you give a cup of cold water to any of these my servant, your reward shall never be denied. Now the question is, who told you that the disciples were poor? They had money. They were taking their purses and money. Jesus said, don't take your purse. I will, have, I will bring people to take care of you. Why? <laughs> the disciples were not poor. Jesus will have provided for them, even for the journey. They themselves, some were account, they had enough money. But Jesus said, don't go with your money. Leave it behind. And Jesus himself continued to say, if any of you will give to any of these blessed ones, even a cup of water, your reward will never be denied. How? Because for, to, to some of us, what we know is that we must give to the person who is in need. But this principle has showed me that it is not always needful to give to the person in need. You must always learn, also learn to give to somebody above, to tap from what is above. Because always, blessings flow from the top to the down. So if you want to connect to something above, you must learn to sow and tap into it. This is where the church, some people, Christians and you know, people will always criticize that why must I sow seed to the pastor? Why, why must, must I give? Pastor will use it to... Ah. The pastor is a blessed man. You must learn to tap into the blessing. Hello? I said, if you want to tap into what is above, you must learn to tap to what? To sow into what is above. It is your giving to what is above that determines what flows from up to down until you learn to give to above. 
you will never receive a flow from above. I remember my spiritual father sharing with me uh, one of the testimonies and one of the things he said that uh, he, 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 when those times when things were very hard for him, he, he was staying in a, in a community, lived a, a very po- a police, a popular policeman who, who, who was really rich. Now listen to the story. Now he realized that there is something about this policeman that would bless his life forever. Now he planned such that one day he went to the market with his wife. He bought pineapple, ordinary pineapple. He went to the man. Anytime he goes to see the man, the security man will return him that the man don't have any appointment with you. So one day, he bought pineapples, went to the security man and told him, I want to come and give something to your boss. That the security man went to the boss and said, there is this pastor around who said he wants to come and give you something. Now, he has booked an appointment for himself because of what he bought. The man said, let him come. He went, gave the pineapple to the... Oh, he said, oh, uh, Papa, I went to the street, I saw pineapple, and I decided to buy some and give them to you. That was the connection. He spent all his life eating from the man's house under no cost. Why? Because even though the man had money, do you think it was pineapple the man couldn't buy? No, he could have bought it and bought more. But what did he do? He tapped into what is in above. And from that time, he testified that the man would always invite them in for food. There are points when they will be hungry. But it will shock you that the man will say, oh, I am having this dinner. Then he will go in and chop. He chopped for free. Why? Because of ordinary pineapple. What am I telling you? You must learn to give to what is above. Oh, come on. So these are the three spiritual pillars. There might be more, but for the time being, this is what I want to share with you. The spiritual principle for prosperity. One is the principle of titan. One is the principle of giving to the needy. And lastly, the principle of giving to the blessed. Give to the blessed as well as you give to the needy. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. This is a part three of the pillars of life. We have learned that we must learn to save. We have learned that we must learn to reduce our expenses. We have learned that we must learn to work with what is in our hands. We have learned that we must know spiritually that there are principles that makes a man break through financially. One is tightened, giving to the poor and giving to the blessed. Take these keys from me and I tell you your life will never be the same. From today, make a decision that you will learn how to invest and save. No matter how poor your family is, if you like, try every day, save one city. In a year, how much will you have? If the year is 365 days, how much will you have? You have 365 Ghana cities. How much more making it two cities, five cities? Just imagine how much you will earn in a, in a year. Listen to me. Inculcate the habit of saving. Sometimes we waste time praying about money. We want God to give us money. But what did you do with the money God gave you? Did you spend all or you saved some? Listen to me. Finances is never answered by prayers. This thing we always teach it. Finances is never solved by prayers. Well, if there are some spiritual backings that is made, well, you may break those spiritual things. But I tell you, after breaking them, you must still obey the principle. That is how come a Muslim who will give will break through. That is how come a Buddhist who will give will break. It is a principle you must obey. In the realms of the finance, it doesn't matter your faith. Sometimes people will ask funny questions. That why, why is it that you know the Muslims and those people who don't go to church, they are you making money then? Why? It is a principle. If you obey it, money will come to you. 
and I've given you this principle. Don't joke with them. The Muslim is obeying the principle of giving. They kill sheep, they kill cows, they, they give it to people for free. Eat it. Why? It is, it, is, it is a money ritual principle. You must learn to give. Hello. God bless you, child of God. Once again, this is Apostle Bright Bedu. And this is Apostle Bright Bedu's podcast. God bless you. If you are listening to this message, you can download an app on Google Play known as the Google, sorry, the, the Podcast Addict and subscribe to, to my podcast. If you are using iPhone, you can go on iTunes or iPhone or Apple Podcast. You search Apostle Bright Vedu. My name will appear with messages. Just subscribe. Probably you would want to support this ministry in any way. The number is 055 You know, at this lockdown season, there are no church activities. But listen to me. Don't joke with your titan. Don't joke with your offerings as I've taught you. Don't joke with them. Maybe you want to show your tithe. Your, you give your tithe. You want to give your offerings. Your seeds. 055-2208-146. 055-2208-146. Feel free also to share with me your experience after listening to this message. Let's discuss it. Ask your questions. Feel free. Share with me how this message has blessed you and believe me god will definitely do something with your life let me pray with you father in the name of jesus i thank you this morning this evening this afternoon for the life of your son your daughter listening to this message i pray may the power of this word have impact in our lives financially every financial barrier in our life by this message i declare it has been broken our disobedience, oh God, to obey financial principles. I declare that burden has been lifted. Teach us, oh God, how to financially apply these principles to break through in life. Enough, oh God, of the poverty in our family. Enough, oh God, of the struggles financially. We want to make it in life. I pray that, Father, may this message be a point of elevation in the life of a son, in the life of a daughter, in the life of a sister, in the life of a mother. In the name of the Lord Jesus, use this message, oh God, to turn a life around. Lord, even as anyone listens, I've decided to invest, to save, to reduce expenses, to work with his gift, to work with their gifts. Lord, also to tithe, to give to the needy and to give to the blessed. Father, from this day onwards, may this person sign a new contract with the realms of finance for a breakthrough and elevation. I declare, by disobedience, anyone listening to this message shall take. Let today mark the beginning of a billionaire in the family he's coming from. If there has never been anyone who has really been blessed financially before. Lord, use this listener to break this barrier in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye.